Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Look alive, Fringers. It's 2099 and we are live and loud in the underground. From the streets to the scar. Keep your chip hidden, your gun loaded, and never trade your soul for souls. Turn it up and let them know. Big Brother is watching. Time to put on a show. Hello, Fringers, howdy, Blue Blazer regulars and big bootays. Welcome to episode 13 of Neon Trails, an identical actual play. We're back, y'all. It feels so good to be back in the studio with everybody. I am your game runner, the Caleb G. It's 2024. Life is a chaotic blur. Time has not yet returned to being precedented, which is totally unfair. Uh, the 90s were 30 years ago. And, and we're spinning on a ball in nothingness. But you know what? We're here. We're together. We love each other. We love you. So let's say hello to our cast. Who knows that if we blow this today, there ain't no tomorrow. First up, yes on one, no on two. It's Mallow playing Galen. Deep Space Nine and Babylon 5 were over 30 years ago. I just broke a hip sitting here. DS9 had an episode where they traveled in time to 2024. This is true. This is true. <laughs> no, next up, no matter where you go, there you are. It's wild playing B. I am here and I am now just realizing how old I am and I did not need this disrespect <laughs> to be honest <laughs> however i will tell you that i am still young enough that i am educating others on young people language and that is a very weird in between <laughs> no cap strange <laughs> bet no cap it's a little chooky though <laughs> <laughs> that's the most i could do i know i'm lost uh he has been ionized but he's okay now it's pete playing dog What's up, dogs? Now, I have a pro tip for you. If all of that was a little depressing, you're like, oh, I'm old. One thing that gets me through is looking up, look it up, Carl Sagan, pale blue dot. Optimistic nihilism, it helps. Nothing matters. We're on a blue pixel, it's fine. Just do what you like, do what you it's like. Fine. It's fine. History is made at night. Character is who you are in the dark. It's Lauren playing Drawl. I'm not really sure what planet I'm on or what the timeline looks like, but I'm happy it's here with you. And they've come for his TV. He's been using too much juice. Another 10,000 kilowatts again this month. Beats me how an old homicidal Luthi can use that much power. It's Ethan playing Mox. And what rough beast its hour come round at last slouches towards solace to be born. We shall see. Oh, we, we shook off that rust with a palm, ladies and gentlemen. 
Let us get to our usual housekeeping. Identico is, of course, live every Tuesday on twitch.tv slash Identico, alternating games of Chaos Incorporated and Neon Trails every week at 6 or 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 or 10 p.m. Eastern. On Wednesdays at 7 Pacific, swing over to twitch.tv slash HQ for the weekly super show where Alex and Mallow dig into all things related to your favorite games, shows, music, and movies. You can see episode archives, how to play videos, and clips over at youtube.com slash identico or humanade humanade humanoid hq be sure to subscribe like leave us some comments and tell us what keeps you more or less sane in this nonsense world please follow us lemonade is a refreshing drink made from lemons (laughs) humanade we can leave we can leave that for imagination we don't need to answer that is it soylent green it's It's people differs from person to person uh please follow us on the socials uh where you can look for announcements news and general shenanigans of uh look for us at identico or humanoid games at whatever social media platforms you tend to use swing over to playidentico.com to pick up the book read the core rules for free read the good doctor look at stickers and uh find some other merch if it happens to be there oh look at those handsome books uh, if you are live with us right now, if you have some channel cho- points, throw them our players' way. Uh, they're going to need them. Th- these next few episodes are going to be a lot of rolling. <sighs> Please check out our show affiliate, Greenleaf Geek, for some incredibly cool dice. They're also doing a backer kit right now for some neon dice. And I think Mallow is going to make that link available for all of us. Speaking of Mallow, anything else we need to share or go over? If you are in the Seattle area, we have been confirmed. We will be back at Emerald City Comic Con this year. It is the preeminent Comic Con in the Pacific Northwest uh, with huge turnout and things like that. We will be playing. There will be an announcement of games that we will be running at Emerald City Comic Con, thanks to our friends at the RPG uh, Library, the Alexandria RPG Library, as well as we will have myself, Alex, uh, and I'm going to strong arm uh, Wild and Pete to be there with us, uh, as always, uh, to come and uh, man the booth with us, as well as several of our artists, as well as, I believe, several of our dice vendors will be there. It's an entire <laughs> Identico-a-thon, basically, at MLC Conicon. Uh, so come by, check us out. Uh, we'll be having a lot more on the social medias and things like that coming up here soon about where we're at, located, and things like that on the main floor. Uh, but I just wanted to let everybody know that we will be there. Uh, we've been talking about it a little bit on social, but come come hang with us. It's a good time. I promise. That'll be cool. And now it is time to jump into the way, way, way back machine, remembering before our winter break what happened last time on Neon Trails. The the crew discussed what the Cobalt Masquerade might be. Drawl connected the dots with some of her ongoing research, tracking the activity of ultra-elite members of society. While she had never identified exactly what they were doing, she had found evidence of them gathering regularly and investing a lot of souls in weapons and defense technology. It could be an exclusive club, but it could also be the secret puppet masters controlling the world and the source of all evil. A lively debate about the nature 
of shadowy organizations happened, along with B wondering if she had a one-night stand with an evil overlord. During the discussion, the grid site eventually displayed a message about an agent being dispatched to the crew's location. Everyone was sure this translated to a second date for B and definitely was not ominous in any way. Galen pulled B aside for a heart to heart and to ascertain what she and Callisto had discussed. Drawl then scrolled the job board and found a few potential new gigs for the crew. After discussing the potential risks and rewards of each job, they decided to take a job from Reginald Hicks, a street doc. He needed the crew to travel to an abandoned prison he had quote-unquote learned about. It's a hint. To salvage some old medical gear and cyber tech. The crew decided to leave the following morning and to retire for the night. Mox gave Dog a new kimono with the special feature of a belt. B spent the night clearing her place and then woke up early to get breakfast for the crew. Along the way, she visited Ferdy, mentioning she'd be out on a job and including super casually that an agent from the Cobalt Masquerade was probably on their way. Ferdy became super serious and worried when hearing about the Masquerade. It was clear that they had dealt with this group before and that there was a clear and present danger to be and solace. Ferdy said they would handle the agent and discuss it with B when the job was over. Drawl visited Paperboy on the way to meet the crew and asked about the Cobalt Masquerade. Paperboy said they were an exclusive survivalist club buying up defenses against the end of the world and were slightly less dangerous than corporations. He cautioned Drawl against ever interacting with them. The crew met at the Winnebago and set off on the eight-hour drive south to their job's location. Along the way, they got a text from Mercury telling them to give the Santa Fe Metroplex the bird as they drove past. The crew discussed what the Cobalt Masquerade might really be. Oh, no, that 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 was a miscopy and paste. It would just, let's just pretend that ended right with Mercury saying, flip them off. That, I didn't say anything else. Nope, nope, I, I copy-pasted wrong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get into the show tonight. You are in the Winnebago. You are on an eight-hour drive south and east-ish from Salas. The road you're on is not one of the major multi-lane superhighways that are used for cross-country shipping, but it's also not just a dirt road through the wilderness. Think of a modern-day state route. It's paved. It's a surface road. It could really use some repair. Just no one has money or authority or care to do it. The drive is long and boring. A few groups of other vehicles drive past as you go. There's a small convoy of merchant trucks with cybered out bodyguards mounted on the roofs. There's a gang on four by fours decorated with plastic palm trees and vultures all wrapped up in Christmas lights. Uh, a group of marshals mounted on horse drones, rocket past, chasing low-slung, tricked-out sports cars. You see settlements here and there, small groups of buildings clustered around water supplies or nestled in the shade of rocky outcroppings. Eventually, 
your view is overtaken by the Santa Fe Metroplex. It starts slowly, the fringe of the plex building on the horizon like storm clouds gathering before a summer squall. Soon, monolithic structures of chrome and glass dominate your view, stretching up into the clouds that are tinted by the auras from holographic neon displays pulsing out with advertising and news feeds. An odd cognitive dissonance forms when you consider how large the city seems right now, while also knowing it is over a hundred miles away. As you continue south and swing east towards your destination, the Metroplex fades into the background but never leaves your view, reminding you of the corporate dominance over culture and life. During this drive, is there anything any of you want to do, accomplish, talk about? Yeah, I was going to say, we, def we definitely do that part at the Megaplex. Flipping the, flipping uh, of course. You know, Daddy, Mer Daddy Mercury tiring. asked us to do it, so of course we got to do it, you know. It gets you, yeah. you you try to keep it up for a while, but then it just goes on and on and on. Your <laughs> arms get tired, so you know, it's well, adds my ass. <laughs> only, it's total trucker type thing though, because only one arm is now getting sun, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's about an eight hour drive. Uh you left at around ten, so you take a break here or there. You're mostly driving through the heat of the day. Um, the, the Winnebago has blinds. They're all mismatched, different colors, different patterns, different shades. So, you know, you can get some, you can get a nap. You can get some shade in there, whatever you want to do. It's what I could find. I mean, really, yeah. you know. Scrounge scrounge it together. Yeah. Um, Galen will do most of the driving with the, you know, occasional get up and, you know, stretch the legs and things like that. But for the most part, you know, we're just going to keep plowing on through. Um, but there's always the side seat and stuff like that. If people want to come and sit down and chat and do their kind of thing and stuff like that with it. But, uh, you know, he's kind of keeping up scanning as he's passing these people, kind of giving them the, you know, that thing where you kind of put it over the uh, thing and you just kind of give them the two fingers, like as you go past, like, mm -hmm, yep, yep, yep. You know, just kind of doing one of those kind of things as they keep going. Not really trying to draw attention to them or anything like that, but also trying to, you know, just kind of keep it casual. Like, you know, we're, we're in a giant Winnebago bus. Like, we're not trying to, like, stand out here. And that's normal. Galen has driven the country for a variety of jobs. Uh, no one cares. This far out... Uh, unless you are specifically chasing or being chased, probably no one cares what you're doing. They're getting from point A to point B. You're getting from point A to point B. Why take the risk of interfering with that travel? So it's not abnormal to see other people on the road, of course, but it's also totally normal to uh, not interact with them other than the wave. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. We're not, we're, so long as we're not drawing attention to us, we're, we're good. We're golden. No. Yeah. Galen, I don't know if I ever asked your permission. Do you mind if I hook Argos up to the uh, speaker 
system in here? I mean, he's got a good built-in speaker, but, you know, it's only one. Oh, no, man. Uh, we got surround sound now. When we, when we had to redo after the monster attack, I added more speakers in the back, too. Fucking love you. August, uh, go ahead and play Hotel California on the uh, Windy Bagel. Yeah. Galen kicks his hat back just a little bit more when that comes on and just starts kind of bopping his head along. And Mox is just lying down on one of the cushioned areas in the back section. Just... Mm. Um, amongst this is uh, Drawl, who's sitting cross-legged against uh, a, someone else's chair. She's basically a kid with a tablet uh, with her glow. She likes to watch um, AI-altered videos of uh, Mega Club, Mega Plex, um, residents, uh, leaders falling. Uh, so she's mostly doing that. Um, it's her little way of being like, <laughs> fuck you. You're just like everybody else except shittier. Um, and so she says that from time to time or something like you cotton entity muggins or, you know, something along those similar lines. But she's mostly dialed into the glow. Just diddling the time away. Uh, Drawl being the one who took the job, being uh, someone who tends to focus on plans. Is there anything you want to look at specifically in this job posting? Any research you want to do before you get there? Um, and so is that this is the going to the Reginald Hicks one, correct? Yes. So this yes. is the salvage prison salvage yeah, job. Prison salvage job. Um, the the thing that Joel always does when she takes on uh, a new mission is um, she scouts locations. She usually looks for blueprints, any records of construction, anything she can kind of piece the layout. Um, together with. She always likes to look at the surrounding areas, if there are any settlements, um, any metroplexes nearby, any outposts, um, just to kind of try to steer clear of that. Um, so mostly she's going to be doing that additional research between very hyper-fixated um, video streams of people falling down. Um, and Priorities. It's gonna, obviously, she's, she's cracked a little bit. Um, but so she's going to try to figure out our best way to get in where she thinks what we are looking for might be in there. Um, place of interest like vaults or like locked doors or doors that don't make sense or things like that. Cool. To, to that she's end, yeah, to that end, um, Caleb, this old prison fort and stuff like that is, do we know who ran that prison? I, I love that you asked that. Thank you so much. I would love you to make a uh, maybe maybe a, a corporate knowledge check for me. Because here's the thing. Uh, Reginald Ooh. just told you it was an old prison that's been abandoned at this location. Here's the coordinates. And Drawl, when you pull in those coordinates on the map, uh, zero results. It is dirtball city. No settlements, no towns. Um, 
if we're thinking about the map, so if you're going south from the Santa Fe Plex, you kind of swing back east, aiming towards that big right angle dog leg on the Texas border. Ooh. There's no other plexes there. You're not nowhere near the border. You're just pointing in that direction. This is plum smack middle of backwoods ass nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no dry. Yep, no <laughs> no major roads, no major plexes, no settlements. You're you're you can zoom in, pinch and zoom as much as you want. There ain't nothing there. It hurts. Zoom and enhance. That that <laughs> speck of dust is really good. Yeah. Uh, right, Mallow, shit. What'd you get on your check? Uh, 18 on the die. So 20 total. Who? Okay. Uh, you know that very frequently corporations, uh, have off the map locations to do even worse things than what they do in the plexus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not know who specifically ran this one, but you do remember a rumor from maybe five, ten years ago that there was this off-the-map black site mm-hmm. that was doing some really weird, messed-up cyber experiments on prisoners. Yeah. And there was something that shut it down. That would it, have been probably run by, like, the largest, like... Or the most likely that Galen would know from his from his Leo backgrounds would probably be detention, um, and he would have some of the basic layouts of some of the prisons at least to give some bit of information. Probably mm-hmm. not this exact one, obviously, if it's a black site kind of thing. Um, so he's gonna kind of hand back his glow to draw, and be like, I don't know what you can make of this thing, but like you know, go for and conquer. With, with what information I have kind of thing. Um, and he'll pull up some of the basics that he's got from more of the local facilities that he used to book people in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- this is kind of like when you look at an apartment listing and it's like, oh, here's here's the two bedrooms. Here's right. here's the three bedrooms. Here's here's a detention low, low, low security site. Here's a detention high security site. Uh, uh, it's it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, in general, you know that a lot of uh, detention sites are buried. They're they're underground or set back in a mountain. Um, the fact that we can't see anything on the map itself indicates that uh, it probably underground, and then was wiped off the map from people looking for it in that true black site fashion um looking at some of the general schematics and and background ideas blueprints you feel like there's probably a a sound bet that there are uh some staff levels 
that are their gear, their sleeping area. Uh, there's somewhere for prisoners to be uh, processed and then moved securely to a different part of the facility. So there's like two wings almost. There's there's where the guards are and the staff are, and then there's where the prisoners are. Mm-hmm. Um, Galen, you remember hearing <clears throat> about a black site out here shutting down. Some people said it was just funding. Uh, some people said there were riots and and the whole thing just burned down after an epic battle. And you're not sure which is which. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Drawl, if you kind of take Galen's information and kind of scrub it against some of the other information you've picked up over the years... Uh, you do not have a actual blueprint. There's no map you can find because this site doesn't exist, at least as far as you are able to access. And that's saying something because you have a lot of data at your hands. Um, but you can be pretty sure that there are going to be... Uh, series of security doors and bulkheads. Um, There's going to be some super secure areas for like the armory, for the prison guards and their gear that will be very carefully blocked off from and in a different direction from where the prisoners are. And then there will most likely be a variety of automated weaponry to keep the prisoners in line at interior and exterior. That's very common uh, for detention sites. Well, uh, she has both glows. She has her glow on her right leg and Galen's on her left. And she's crossed. She's cross googling she's searching forums for people running their mouths about things they found in the dirt you know she's just looking for any thread that she can pull and when she doesn't find that or anything that matches up with what galen has she kind of just puts her hand on both of them and she goes attention everyone she clears her throat i regret to inform you that we are fucked Um, And she kind of like gremlins over both of uh, the glows and she says, they're going to have, they're going to have freaking like automated sentries to turrets. I'm sure of it on the outside and the inside. They're going to have a prison wing. They're going to have a security wing. They're going to have a place that has high, high security. And they're only going to have like minor high security. And we're going to have to kind of funnel through that. There's no blueprint. So I can't figure out where it's buried. Oh my God. I have no plan. (gasps) Troll. Thank you so much, Galen. And she hands the glow back. Oxygen. Does the brain good. Take a few breaths. Go again. Is that good? I don't feel better. We need a plan. We We need a plan because it falls apart without a plan. That's the song I just wrote for this.
I mean, you found out that there's defensive. Do you know how many? Do you know where? Do you know at what height? Do you know how many on each wall? No. I would love that information, though. That would be really helpful to us right now. Yes, it would. But we don't have it. So, I'm with Galen in that that's wonderful information. That's great. I appreciate you. So be flexible. Okay, so team, we've got this. We're going to be flexible. Right. Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey. I'm not saying we shouldn't have a plan. I'm, I, I, I'm all for plans, but we don't have enough information yet to make the plan. We need right. to scout. Is no one else worried that it's not actually going to be abandoned? No one, no one else is worried. You're... Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, we can handle it, though, I guess is what you're saying. Cool. Everything is okay. We're okay. We got this. Got it. Girl, do you happen to know exactly what we were going in to reclaim? I know, generally speaking, we were looking for medical uh, tech and other cybernetic possible tech, but do we have an exact shopping list? Yes, you do. You do have a shopping list. Uh, so it, part part of the initial communication from Doc Hicks was the shopping list. Uh, I, I can give that to you now. He is asking for three pair of cyber arms. Three, <laughs> three pair of cyber legs. Uh, Five sheets of substrate armor. It's like aluminum foil. It just rolls out as much as you need. Uh, a guppy unit. A weatherman unit. A healer's hand. Two berserker units. Long list. Uh, five doses of antivenom. Five doses of anti-radiation. And five med kits. Mm -mm. I wish I had known. I got some of this stuff in my shop. Dang. Not real. I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you know, Galen, uh, that, that point that he sure seems to know a lot of specific information rings true. Yes. I mean, I mean, at this point, any job that we do, I feel is a setup of some kind. I, this has been all for all for me. Um, 
so it's just kind of the norm right this is how jobs go right yeah i just i don't know it's it's so strange like he's got a very long list of things that he wants and all of a sudden I was fine with the cyber parts and things like that, but when he's asking for med kits, you can just, you know, buy at the local store. Like, don't add yeah. up. Yeah, and the anti-venom, like, I know for sure you can get that at any any place, especially if you're, like, out here in the scar. I I don't know. I, um, I mean, at least we know that there's probably going to be some good salvage, though. Like... We could probably get some good materials for ourselves if, of course, we don't get shot or mutilated or we have to take the cyber arms and legs off of people that are alive still there. That would be kind of awful. Well, I suppose, but... What? But I do know how to do that, at least, so it should be fine. True, true. I, I turn back to everybody else. Y'all, we're going to be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. After right. after we all reassure each other that it will be fine, B is going to walk to the refrigerator in the Windy Bagel and just pass out, like, beer. <laughs> 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 we were saying keep it flexible, you know, and I just, I feel like, you know, there there's nobody to get mad at us for drinking and driving, so we might as well chill out if we're already under so much stress. Gala looks around at the literal desert they're driving through like, no, I think we're okay. Yeah, I think we're fine. And returns to her seat. <laughs> yes. Easy passive. And <clears throat> while they're talking about <laughs> dismembering people and such, um, she just kind of like, she was like, she felt... Straw felt like everything was actually okay, and then heard that immediately prickled up the back of her spine, and she's like, "I gotta get, I gotta get more. We don't have enough. We don't have enough." Uh, and she just kind of starts to panic a little bit. She keeps it cool so no one notices. She's been working on it. We're all proud of her. Um, but she she pulls up her her little encrypted um, contact list. She puts her she puts her thumb on that. She puts her password in and um, she texts PB. The paper boy. He responds after about 30 oh. seconds with a what's up gif. Um, and then like mad wild stream of consciousness, she starts typing out, oh my God, we're going into the desert and the Santa Fe border and oh my God, oh my God, or the Texas border. And I, I'm like freaking out because it's like high security and it's like underground. And then like all this other stuff is happening. Um, and then, so it's got the like the little type things. And then she just, she gets rid of it. And she says, hey, comma, uh, do you have any information about any, uh, in quotation marks, abandoned uh, for-profit prisons on the, I believe, Southern Texas border, Republic of Texas border. Uh, he'll respond back. Yeah, detention has a bunch of black sites all over there. Is is there a specific one you need to know something about? Is it possible for me to send him um, the? Um, a message that was sent to us regarding the exact location? Yes. 
Okay, I'll send that over. Okay, yeah, so you can send that to him. Uh, he... Again, takes maybe 30 seconds to a minute, which feels like an eternity. And he'll respond back. Oh, yeah, that was the one that uh, tanked because of the riots. They were doing experiments on the prisoners and they all went crazy and killed everybody. They being set next next bubble they being the prisoners who were experimented on if that wasn't clear who ne, third message from him who gave you this job Reginald Hicks <laughs> it like doesn't even like no <laughs> it immediately she's hovering over this message <laughs> uh He'll respond back much quicker this time. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he worked there. What? Capital W-A-T. What? Uh, I'd have to do a little bit of digging, but I th- Dig. I am pretty Shovel sure energy. I... I'm pretty sure I remember something about him working there and being... I don't... I'd, I'd have to look it up. I'm sorry. Uh, there, there, I got a lot going on. Uh, so sorry. Uh, get a little frowny face. Uh, didn't mean to interrupt. Just kind of in a pickle. There's a pickle emoji. Um, in a pickle. Um, oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm just super busy. No, no, nothing wrong. Thanks so much. Uh, lunch is on me next time. Twice. He sends back two uh, noodle bowl emojis. Yeah. Uh, And then he says, "Um, I'm finishing up a job right now, but I'll see if I can dig up some blueprints and send them your way. No promises. KK, no promises. Thanks. Have a good one. Peace, peace sign emoji. Oh, he sent him on back. Guys, Paperboy's getting some information for us. Holy shit. So I know you knew that we did not know for sure what had happened to this place, but definitely experimentations on the prisoners, riot, burn. So ideally still burned from the riots, but unoccupied. Anyway, more info to come. How are we sure it's not been uh, say, made into a squatter's place, though? Like insight check know. on <laughs> insight check on <laughs> nobody there. <laughs> it's in the desert. <laughs> also, it looks like Reginald Hicks used to work there. If that's the case, couldn't we uh, possibly get in contact with him, get some more information, know what to expect? That's what I was thinking. If he's if he's up for it, you know. I mean, we're doing a job for I him. Mean, Why wouldn't he want to help us out? We are doing it for him. But if he, what if he's a prick and this is a setup? You see, you got to think of the two co- two sides of a coin, two sides of a coin. So. Yeah, but we could talk to him. The, those of you who have lived in solace. 
if you would like to give me a uh, some sort of knowledge check, maybe uh, an underworld check or or maybe just a general intelligence check um, about Hicks in general. I rolled a 10. Very average. I got a 24 underworld. Ooh. I just rolled a 23 insight. <gasps> All right. So, uh, we, we will combine these roles in some interesting ways here. Um, Reginald Hicks is not an unknown entity. He is a traveling street doc. He doesn't live in Solace. Uh, he is known to drive between settlements out here in the wastes. Kind of uh, doc on call, uh, gig economy kind of thing. You know, you put in the app and you find the nearest doctor. Uh, that That's kind of what he does. Uh, recently, he, within the last, let's say, three weeks, did come into Solace to get some repairs on his truck because it was damaged. Uh, dog and bee, because... Y'all run in these circles of mechanics. You probably traded some drinks or overheard someone working, uh, someone at the bar who had been working on the truck that uh, it wasn't just a breakdown. That was definitely uh, some sabotage. Someone jacked up this guy's car. The plot thickens. Uh, Drawl, your contacts, this new surge of information for your research kind of takes you in a couple different new directions now that you have a little bit of focus. And you know that Hicks has some loose connections with Lotus International. B, you are kind of listening to all of this conversation happen. You are not always in the loop with how the, this corporate intrigue life works but you know people you know desert survival if this really did happen five ten years ago you know that this place would have been stripped to its bones within a couple years. You're pretty sure that if this prison was as dangerous as everyone's thinking it is, 
Uh, everyone would have gone, scavengers would have gone for the weapons, would have gone for the gear. It's very likely that there's nothing left. Mm. But that feeling uh, at the back of your mind that's kind of raising your hackles a little bit is the situation around how it crashed, how it became abandoned. If there really was a, a riot, an uprising, some sort of brutal conflict, uh, it's very possible that the scavengers would have stayed away from this place. Right. Where would the prisoners go? If after the riot, like they, they would have no reason to leave after they purged the place mm -hmm. of the people that were experimenting on them. And right. it's a perfect hideout. Yeah. So it, it kind of feels like you could be walking into an empty room. It, it's possible that you're walking into a little settlement of people that fought off the oppression of horrible for-profit prison torturers is there a way i can make an extra check to see if b remembers any like scavenger talk way back when to hear if there were like you know crazy new shit coming in from that place over there kind of thing oh yeah yeah absolutely um maybe well do you have salvage oh yeah okay uh, why don't you give me a salvage check, but modified with your uh, intelligence? Bet. I got an 18. Cool. So, five, ten years ago, taking you back to your younger days. Little little baby bee growing up with Ferdy. Uh, you definitely sat around the bar fly a lot, just listening to stories. Uh, at that age, the line between storytelling, exaggeration, tall tales, and facts uh, was very, very blurry. But you do recall that there were stories about people making salvage runs down that way towards the border because of the ongoing border war. There's always those very risky, can we get in and, and get some, some salvage from a fight without them noticing? There's always the uh, bets of, I... I I can get to point X before you can. I, I like there's that rumor of the big haul from a fight from two months ago, and there's still three robs out there that no one's touched. Like there's that kind of treasure hunting vibe. It's the gold. It's the gold rush. They're claim the jumping. Exactly. So part of all of that, some of these people out there jumping these claims, trying to find stuff. They they were telling stories about 
oh, and don't take X road because it's just a shit show of danger. And while none of them said, don't go to that black site prison, because they didn't know, it kind of lines up as you're piecing together some of these faded memories. Nothing that really tells you clearly what to expect now, but the stories do line up that the danger wasn't just one and done. There was ongoing aftermath. I think B's going to kind of have this realization after kind of sitting there and watching the landscape go by for a little bit and kind of just like, <gasps> guys... I think there are going to be people there. <laughs> I mean, people would come in and do scav runs, you know, come in after to the far fly, see Nellie and me, and they would talk about, you know, shit being too dangerous down here, avoiding places. I don't, I don't remember all of the contacts, but I do know that, I mean, if I was a prisoner, and I took down the people that were hurting me, I'd stay where I had already made my home. I'd just make it home here. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have a reason to leave, I guess, at that point. No, you're say, you're saying mean, they really Martha Stewart the place. I don't know about throw rugs and, you know, blenders and shit, but I do think that, like, it, it's the prison if if you know draw is right and it's kind of just like in a desolate place why the hell would you just run out of a place that you have shelter after you already have all the supplies to make a living there especially if you get rid of the assholes well there's a new batch of assholes coming their way, I suppose. Trying to rob them. <laughs> Most likely kill some of them. Because, you know, that's life. Well, I mean, they don't have to know who sent us. And they might have, for the better or the worse, kind of calmed the hell down. They... Yeah, but we're going to go in and rob them. So, um, that, that's normally, you know, go make them all shoot us. Do we have to rob them, though? We're all very charming people, and I know how to talk to people, and so do you. I mean, I figure... Have you met me? <laughs> yeah, and I've seen you do some crazy shit. Like, you got all the secrets from that doctor down in the bunker just fine, and then you killed him. It was Look, all good. Well, if these prisoners are crazy, then I'll do great... Quite well, do them, great. apparently. We yeah, do, but if they exactly. do talk crazy well, yes, that's you true. You do talk crazy well. Crazy. Um, well, fair, so I guess um, we want to try the non-violent option first. We could always go in quiet and then go loud after. It might save us some bullets, at least. I'm tired of making them. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely makes me feel better about going in there because... <laughs> so bad we're gonna go what if they were still living there then we're gonna go be like yeah fuck your home this guy said to steal your shit that's not nice haven't they been through enough i mean they are prisoners what did they do to deserve being in prison in a black site i mean in it's the middle also, of nowhere 
it's a for-profit though like oh, no. anybody could wind up in one of those that is the most pissed off somebody's dad or something you know that is the most pro-big government stance I have heard from you at this point. The prison industrial complex has been present in this country for centuries. And don't you even think that the cataclysm we experienced in any way changed that? No. If anything, it exacerbated it. You think that just because they're in here, they deserved it? Maybe they just pissed off the wrong person. You and I and every single one of us could be in jail right now if they simply had us. I'm just saying I've never booked an innocent person. Maybe I mean, that's I just remember. me, but... Hey, you never think you have. I remember being told about people being put in jail for missing library books. So I don't know if that could just be a bunch of those people. And, like, I don't know, people who needed bread and couldn't pay for it, too. It has to be a healthy mix. Like, you know, come on. They used to put people in jail for marijuana. You know that? That yeah. happened here in this country. Well, not like this country, but like in, uh, here. <laughs> From the they front actually... seat, Galen, Galen just reminds me. Nope. No, 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 no. No, I didn't do any of that. Now, now, now hold the fucking on there. That is not a crime in my book. Well, hold Smoke on. Smoke them if you got Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your minds because I was watching some of those history vids. That blow I his mind, B. <laughs> And they used to put people in prison for drinking alcohol. So we'd all be in prison right now. Again, I again, I just, for the record, not a crime in my book. Is, just, is this just Galen the like record. tapping the sign? In the <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, he's Don't tapping the sign up around. there that's got like the weed symbol and the alcohol. Like It's just, just thumbs up. It's yeah. just thumbs up with everything. Just, just wanting okay. to let you know. This is okay. Everything is okay. Yeah, and you I know, as we're all you, actively Eddie. having a beverage on the drive down to this place, so. All I'm saying is that what is currently a crime is dependent upon who is in charge. So, who knows? Maybe they're not faith-eating murderers. Maybe well, they are. And we shoot them in their face before they eat out with. Fair, fair. I mean, it, look, if they're not, then there'll be reasonable people we can talk to, hopefully. If they aren't, then we'll reason with them another way. How's that? We're good at that. That yes. should be fine. And then it won't be like we were just set up by this guy to go and rob his old experiments. Because that's basically what we're doing. We're being flexible. I have a thought, maybe. Now. Say it, babe. Okay. Thank you. Whew, I was a little nervous and now I feel better. I'm bolstered. I feel like okay. we haven't heard from you this old drive, so please. I'm just listening to the debate and it's great. It's great. Music the conversation. It's yeah. I don't even like yeah, it's free entertainment right here. Now we I don't know what kind of garb y'all got, what kind of pack bags y'all packing. Um, but it occurs to me now I appreciate your uh how do I say this? Sorry, I'll quit beating around the bush. Babe, I love you, but you look and sound a little crazy sometimes. And maybe, you know, maybe we could sneak in and be like, we got a prisoner here. He's he's fucking nuts. And you could be like, oh, uh, particle generator, Gravitron. Uh, down with the bourgeoisie. And they'll be like, fucking right. Lock his ass up. I just want to say, you, what you just said to make me sound crazy was fucking brilliant. 
I'm not. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm role playing right now. Okay. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. A little later. But I'm just saying that's what they'll think. Like, oh yeah, bad, bad bourgeoisie, all this stuff. I'm with you. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not exactly a uh, thespian, but I'll do my best. I know you're not, because you and I are together. That's, but wait. <laughs> huh? <laughs> not what that means. Who was it? But say it. Say it. That look. All right. It's a very difficult voice to do for certain words, and I wish you'd appreciate that more. <laughs> I'm just messing. I get what you're saying. Okay. So yeah. I'm just saying, if we need to do a path of least resistance, we just be like, we just present you and say the things I said. I won't say it again because I know it's hurtful. And then maybe if well, just just presenting Matt, just putting putting that in the hat. And now back right. to I'll just sit back and listen again. I Go think ahead. that, that Henry Kissinger's dead. That is definitely a possible approach, and maybe I'll get a circumstance bonus to my deception for being actually crazy. I'm an engineer, but I'm not sure what you just said there. Uh, but I agree with you. <laughs> Galen continues driving <laughs> through all of this. <laughs> B, B is very much like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Thespian. Yeah. And then... And then Galen's just gonna reach his his beer over to the side and try to clink with with beer. Cheers, baby, to mm -hmm. old loves, and new loves, and uh, everything in between, except yeah. for that that one lady, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> everything in here is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's the best kind of family. I love this. All right. Uh, does anyone want to do anything else? regarding the specifics of this job any other research anyone else you want to call or dig into before we get there no i feel like b's just gonna start like asking more and more pressing questions to galen about like so how do you know how do you know about this stuff how do you know about detention how how do you know about the prisons? You locked people up? What were you doing? Why? Well, when I was in before Solace, I was a I was a law enforcement officer in in, in one of the megaplexes, yeah. Ooh. You hear it from behind your seat. <laughs> Drop knows this part. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but it's fun when no one else does. <laughs> so you mean to say that, like, when I say disparaging things about the law enforcement officers, that uh, I'm saying them around somebody who who was a law enforcement officer? Are you gonna lock me up for some of the shit that we? Are you gonna? Are you undercover? Yeah, I'm. I'm recording literally everything you were saying to me right now. We will really use this can... in the court of law later. 
Can you put a voice modulator on it and make me sound like a chipmunk, though? I think that'd be fun. <laughs> we, we could also do, you know those things where you pixelate out the body with it's the black and stuff like that? You see in those documents? Yes, we can totally do all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, and also give me, like, little devil horns. I always wondered what I'd look like with those, especially after we saw uh, that one guy, you know, who was real hot with the bald and the, and the horns. Yes. The horny guy. The horny guy, yes. Yeah. But no, uh, I am not recording a thing of what we're talking about at all. Like the the clear the clear indication right there, hun, was was was. Well, so what made you quit? Why'd you leave? I mean, it literally sounds like the worst job ever. But also, like that's for me, my opinion. Like, why did you leave? Let's just say there was some extenuating circumstances, and not all cops are good. And not all cops are trying to, you know, to, to our, to, to our old man in the back. Not every cop is good. Oh, so you got caught in one of those dirty cop situations where you like, you knew shit and you try to go, go and tell people about it. And they like, you know, assassinated people that you cared about. What's your tragic backstory, Galen? (laughs) At that point, Galen winces just a little bit uh, when he when he kind of does one of those things, but he tries to play it off uh, and like be, take a real quick swig of like beer. B is gonna reach over and just like lightly touch Galen's shoulder and be like, "I'm sorry, I I talk so fast, my brain goes faster, and I often put my foot in my mouth." And if you want to talk about it or you don't want to talk about it, I'm here. I know Draw's here because I know Draw's listening, but um, we will absolutely take those things to the grave, whether or not that grave is today, tomorrow, or in 30 years. Well, let's hope that the grave ain't today. Well, as long as we don't hit any law enforcement officers on the way there i think we should be fine well if we we do i'll try to reason with them and if i can't reason with them then i'll um well i think we all know what we need to do if we can't reason why reason when we could just run them over (laughs) well we just i just painted the front of this okay like i'll repaint it i'll make it holographic i'll do i will figure out those chromatic little bugs that they put on that one robot the DJs, I will figure those out. So help me, and we will have the coolest. You know that movie, the Transformer Three, where that metal guy? Yeah, that's what the Windy Bagel will look like. That movie is over a hundred years old. I told you I was going through the history vids. I want to learn more about shit. Fair enough. I'm impressed. I'm just saying, I'm impressed. It was a scary movie. I'm sorry, wait, what part of the movie was scary to you? The metal man! Duh! The, 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 you know some of the metal people were heroes too, right? Like. Oh yeah, absolutely, but also like, I used to have this one nightmare after I watched that movie, where then the metal people would come in underneath my door when I got to have a door closed, and they would be standing over my bed at night. So like, I don't know, it's scary. <laughs> 
as this <laughs> moment occurs, Mox just like leans forward through the front between the driver and the passenger. Excuse me, have a problem with the connection here. Just have to refit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Argo's playing through the, through the sound system. <laughs> uh, Galen will just kind of pat the, the, the hand on his shoulder kind of thing as he keeps driving uh, a little bit. B's gonna lean over and just kiss Galen on like the top part of his forehead, just like one of those very much like. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing to be nothing here. to be sorry for now. Nothing to be sorry for. We appreciate you and you're driving, or else I'd hug you. So we'll we'll talk later. Bye. Yeah, let's. Mm -hmm. I'll we'll keep it between the lines the best I can now. Want another beer? Fuck yeah. Bet. And B goes and gets another round for everybody. <laughs> All right. So the rest of the drive continues. Chit chats, silliness, silence as you are kind of debating and weighing what's going to happen in the unknown. Uh, it is nearing six-ish, 6.30. Shadows are starting to stretch over the desert as the sun's starting to go down. And in the distance, you see a, a black lump, uh, an, un, an undefined shape kind of resolve out of the desert heat haze. Uh, as you get closer, it does take shape. It's a stocky warehouse squatting on the sand in the middle of nowhere. A sloping roof hangs from the front, casting shadows over two loading docks, each large enough to back a semi-truck into. Extending from the warehouse between these doors sits an armored personnel entrance. As the Winnebago gets closer, you see the ground around the warehouse is littered with carnage. It's all been eroded by the harsh sun and weather, but without much effort, you can easily identify smashed rovs and spent weapons. Weathered skulls grin out from shattered body armor. The once smooth pavement around the warehouse has been blasted apart by a variety of explosives. The warehouse itself is smothered with thick, creeping vines that have wrapped themselves around protruding remnants of auto turrets that hang useless and broken. As you take this all in, a small flock of desert carrion birds glide down. Some aim for the warehouse, but before they can land, vines lash out and slash through the birds with razor-sharp thorns. As pieces of the birds fall to the ground, they are snapped up by bulbous-toothed pods. This suddenly brutal moment is interrupted by an explosion resulting from the rest of the flock landing, setting off a landmine after settling on the ground. B absolutely wants one of those plant clippings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, should have predicted that. 
duh. What's also, wrong with me? Do, do you have druids in this? What are you doing? Shh, shh, shh. Stop. Uh, he's going to turn back towards Mox and he's just going to kind of look at him and be like, uh, about that, like, about, like, yeah, like, hmm. You got any insecticide? <laughs> just unslings the rifle from his shoulder. Eh? Good enough I for mean, me. <laughs> I'm a prophet, but reliable. I've got some C4. Um, and I suppose um, if we found a few other ingredients, we might be able to mix up a few things. But offhand? Um, no, not something in my daily carry. Yeah. He, he turns back around to the rest of the group. To be... To be clear, never been to one of these before. Not what I was expecting. The black sides? The the viney, the, yeah, the the hentai viney thing that just happened. No, not, that's never oh. been at a prison I've been at. You guys, do you think one of them is gonna like talk to us and ask us to feed it? And call it's us Seymour? Yeah. Feed me, Seymour. I mean, that'd be so cool. So, Dog, as you say that, would be like, oh yeah, the vines, right. Was so laser focused on the turrets that were not. <laughs> was just like, we're gonna put one of them on the Wendy Bagel right there. And the vine, the, the not paying attention to the vines, but he's now, you brought it to his attention. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those are a problem too. I like. Hold on, I like where you're thinking on putting the turrets on the bagel as well, too. Let's table that for after we get through with this part of the thing, because that, that needs to happen. Because Mox and I were trying to put one up top, but we didn't have any turrets. Um, it, in the meantime, yes. while we're still here, do you think... I wonder if there's a way to get the auto turrets working from the outside and direct them to attack the vines themselves instead of us. Uh, maybe if I get close enough, uh, B and I and Dog, we can all put our heads together and see if we can figure something out. Babe, you're so smart. It, I mean, hold on, it might be, it might be stupid, yeah. <laughs> but th thank you. So you you have the Winnebago parked, idling, maybe 100, 150 feet away from this building. It's about a two-story. It's that matte black metal that doesn't reflect light. Um, it's just a, a big rectangular building. The front of it, the roof kind of extends out and curves down like a big awning covering those two big bay doors. And there's like a long hallway, almost an armored hallway extending out between these two doors. So if you could imagine two semi trucks like backed up so they're flush to the walls that hallway in the middle so to speak would come out to where the cabs would be and from where you're at you can see that there are two like manual doors people-sized doors in the in this hall this armored hall in the middle um, there are big turrets on either side of the building there's a couple on the roof and they all look like they have been damaged and are just kind of hanging there useless. Uh, the building is wrapped in these vines that look 
anywhere from as thick as your arm to as thick as your waist. They're like a very dark, sickly green. There's like a, a, almost like veins of red and purple running up them. And then you see these big pods uh, about as big as a person that you you saw one of them like just boom, snap up like a mouth to, to eat these birds that had uh, been struck out of the air. From where you're at, you can see that these vines are creeping up the side of the building, kind of wrapped over the roof, draping down, kind of hanging down, weeping willow style. Um, you could take a perimeter. You could get out and look. What do you want to do? Out of curiosity, Galen, how much extra fuel do you have? I mean, it's on the E-121 battery, so we can go for days if we need to. Do you happen to have any of the uh, old school liquid fuel, like as a backup? Uh, any anything flammable? Uh, I've got one thing for like lighting, like, you know, it's on the back of the bagel. You know, one of those gas cans for like lighting fires and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's something. That's yeah. something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. We should probably uh, do a 360, see what is going on all around, so that we have all the information. Um, as you, if if we do that, um, Drawl is definitely going to be just on her um, glow, just with her fingers sketching out the just the shape where um, where pods are positioned, where we know that the explosives were before. Um, just kind of getting, making her own fucking blueprint. Can, can we, uh, is is any of the scanners available on the Bago to be able to pick up, like, metal signatures in the ground? What I'm worried well, about is if we start to make a 360, we run into a field of, of hurt. If uh, only we had a drone with a camera on it. Do we? Do we? Be? I mean, yeah, surveillance. We could put we could put Umbra out there. I don't I don't know if Umbra's chassis is gonna fit to uh, be okay for explosions, but I do know that I put a lot of like software on there to to see traps and stuff. It's gonna take a little while. Might be dark by the time Umbra's done. Far as I know, we're not on a time frame. Yeah, but do we know if anything else comes out at night? Like, if there were experiments here and we're clearly seeing plants that apparently are big enough to eat people and landmines, like, I, I wouldn't... I don't know. I feel like this is like, you know, those evil layers where they just have things roaming around. Like, we've already seen things, you know, that's why we have Umbra, but what if there are other things? Well, I hear you, but I mean, if we fed up with this 
stuff to our back, then at least we know one side they won't likely come from without us noticing. So, while Umbra is scouting, I mean, personally, I'd rather know where the mines are. True. True. That's valid. And I know Umbra has some cloaking capabilities, so if anybody is inside, it's not going to be like they can see Umbra sniffing around. Um... Who wants to put up their glow to receive the information? Because, like, I can receive it, but I also need to be able to see real time. The key is mine. Okay. I'm going to sync Umbra up to Mox's phone, as well as mine. Just, um, the, <clears throat> there's one particular fault you know what never mind uh, probably won't come <clears throat> listen probably won't come i've up. already i've already seen parts of dog that i wish i could burn out of my mind i don't <laughs> yeah, need to don't, avoid yeah. any folders on your phone but i won't be clicking through it because i have a manners thank you very much yeah, just don't don't swipe idly that's all i'm saying you know that's that's fine i'll swipe idly on my own phone got to see <laughs> listen So are we just going to send Umbra in after a little finagling? Are we going to drive all the way around? What's our first approach here? I think there was a concern that driving all the way around without scouting it first might yeah. result in driving onto my yeah. field. Yeah, so I think what we want is, is Umbra doing a perimeter sweep for us. Okay. Not necessarily going straight in. Okay. So we are going to have Umbra kind of walk the circuit. And do you want Umbra to approach the building? Do you want to make the decision based off of the information that comes back first? I'd like to make that decision as we Perfect. go. Okay. I mean, especially with minefields, they're probably set up in different kinds of clusters and densities. So uh, as Umbra starts to walk around you can definitely see kind of like that imaginary radius or perimeter of where the explosive debris starts and stops and umbra is right now outside of that so if we imagine a circle maybe 50 to 75 feet out from the building building as a radius that's where you see the majority of the explosive debris the the blast marks up from the ground that kind of thing you don't see it beyond that kind of imaginary line um looking at the front of the building where the the doors are uh you see a collection like a a, a a big mass of the vines in uh in front of the door on the right if you're looking straight at it so the big semi door on the right you see kind of a smaller mass of the vines wrapped around the manual entry door on that long armored hallway looking at the left semi bay door vines for days just vines 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 like a huge growth like a like a bush these are like big 
nasty, thick, like kudzu vines that like that would like wrap around a massive tree, but they're wrapping around this building. A huge, huge uh, growth and conglomeration on that door. Um, as Umbra continues around the building, small little growths of vine along either side coming up the walls. Um, like I said, it's a two-story building, so about halfway up, about one story off the ground, that's where these big auto turret weapon mounts are. Uh, it's clear that they would have been able to recess into the building and they're extended out. So that indicates to you that they probably had been used as part of this fight. So someone was intentionally using them. A lot of the vines are wrapped around these guns, like not like someone intentionally ripped them out with the vines, but the vines have grown and kind of pulled them out a little bit. Uh, at the back of the building, so you're, you're parked in the front, there's all this stuff here, so all the way around the back, Umbra's out of sight around the back of the building. There are two large garage doors. So think of those big, massive industrial garage doors that like roll up to let a big semi-truck pull all the way through. Uh, the one on the left is smashed and bent, and there are remains of maybe three or four Ravs. On the right door, it is covered in these vines, and you can see one of the pods there. Fuck. <laughs> I was hoping that was our way in. You also saw, like, one of the pods on the front garage door, also on the right side of the building. On the left side of the building, you saw a giant mass of the vines, but none of the pots. And you saw vines around that front manual entry door on that long hallway. Anybody got a weed whacker? I mean, Umber can bite real hard, but that's going to take a long time. Got a machete. Can I run an experiment and shoot one of the pods? I like, go for it. I like the way you're thinking. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So just going to like while kind of still shrugging about the idea, just takes Casey Jones and starts to line up a shot, maybe on the uh, pod near the garage door. Yeah. Um. So give me an attack roll. <laughs> Can I miss a stationary object? With a five. <laughs> <laughs> Too many beers. Uh. You do not miss the stationary object, but instead of striking the pod, you hit the the stem, like the, that massive stem coming from the bottom of it. Warming up, and, just warming up. <clears throat> and you see, 
you you would expect a plant to like tip over maybe or if you punched through the stem it might tip that way a little bit like if you took out the structure of it but instead the pod actually like tips and swings in your direction like looking for you and all of the vines start uh undulating and waving reaching out for whatever might have caused this danger but after um if you don't do anything else after like a minute if it doesn't sense any other threat coming its way everything will slowly stop moving hey dog do you remember that one cartoon show that you made me watch where it had all them tentacles and they were like you know moving around and doing stuff to people this is what this reminds me of oh you're into that shit <laughs> you're gonna go talk to him negotiate hell no i just i was just asking he he said mox he said it was for like education because i was asking about like old school anime and stuff like that but like that's yeah but tentacles they have brains apparently okay. they can do stuff all right dog and i'll have to talk that one out later but <clears throat> i don't know if that's hard. necessarily relevant right now fascinating though it is hell so as this is going on uh drawl gets a message from paperboy <laughs> and he says it was real hard to find anything about this specific location. Here's what I could find. And he sends you a couple visual files. And you've got that uh, bird's eye top down blueprint view of essentially the building you're looking at right now, the, the ground floor. And you can see that uh, there are the those two big garage bays in the front where the semi trucks could back up and they're labeled as like prisoner processing so galen would know this um drawl you would probably know this it would make sense like the detention trucks would just back into the building so the building would seal around them so the prisoners would come out there in the building to be processed it's not like they'd be escorted across the outside to prevent any type of escape. You see that there are uh, some banks of computers and desks that are kind of labeled as comm stations, overall uh, reception, so to speak, where most of the guards would be working. There's a bank of elevators. Uh, and then the back half of the building is a garage bay where detention vehicles could pull in through those two doors you saw. And there was repair bays and fuel stations and things like that. Uh, there are two floors below it labeled. One, the first floor down was the armory. The floor after that was living quarters and medical facilities for the guards that would be stationed here. And they would 
again, Gaylord would know this, it would be rotated regularly. Like, you'd have four days on, four days off, like that kind of thing. And then this is where the information gets kind of sketch. Uh, there's another floor that would be just prisoner processing. So uh, in-depth, probably invasive scanning, checking people out, uh, processing them into the facility for whatever they had done or supposed to have done. Um, and then uh, trackers and, and cybernetic restraints would be applied. And then below that level, kind of question mark, <laughs> but that's where the prisoner, actual prison cells are. And that's where the medical, quote unquote, medical facility was where the experimentation was done. So we, we've kind of got two staff floors and two prisoner floors. So after looking at this, um, getting excited, the paperboy uh, message, because, you know, low crushes, um, she she looks at it and she hugs the glow and she goes, guys, the gold mine. And she flips it around and she uh, she says, here, just pass it around. Everybody get, wait, 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 wait. And she snatches it out of B's hand and she takes a picture of the vines, the pods, what we're looking at. Said, add this to your fucking list, smiley face. <laughs> um, and then, okay, okay, here, look through it all. Look through it. He just sends back like the, the looking eyes, the yes. surprise looking eyes. Yes. Um, yeah, take a look at that. They've got fueling stations. I'm sure that, uh, that, look, there's an elevator block that goes to all of these other locations. Like, obviously, the prison at the lowest, but look, look, there's, there's prisoner processing. Oh, what could be there? Oh, this. Oh, I feel so confident now. Once we figure out how the fuck to get in, we have something. Oh, and uh, you mentioned fuel before. Look, here's a like a fuel bay. Mox, I have a, I have an idea. Ooh. Uh, B, do you have a bow or no? Oh, absolutely. B like shakes out the survival bow. Like here it is. I also got explosives too. Uh, explosive arrows. Right, we're gonna need those. Uh, and uh, can I get everybody's beer bottles? That that everybody that's done with their beer bottles. Chug, 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 chug. Yeah. Uh, All right, yeah. cool. Uh, Mox, I will need your assistance at the back of the bago. Oh, I will meet you there, fine sir. <laughs> and so Galen's going to get out, go around to the back. Uh, well, actually, no, Galen's going to go to his wardrobe first and get a couple of extra T-shirts out um, and then go outside to the back of the Winnebago. And uh, uh, Sans funnel at this point, because I don't think he would be smart enough to have a funnel. Um but he's gonna get Mox's help trying to pour and basically make Molotovs out of these beer bottles. So we can chuck them at the, the plants on the building and see what we can do. Sure. Uh, and then as backup B, I think we're gonna need a couple of explosive arrows because we might need to punch our way through that door 
to get inside. Well, all right. According to the blueprints, where was that fuel station you mentioned? It looks like it's on the opposite side of not these two doors, but like if it if those two doors were one big door on the other side. There. And that lines up with what you saw from Umbra. So on the on the back of the building, there's those two large roll-up garage doors. So that compared or added to what Paperboy sent you, those are the doors that go into the garage. Right. So that's where detention would put their own vehicles for work, okay. refuel, whatever. So we should focus on clearing, I think, a way into there. Right. Yeah. That's so what I was okay. thinking. All right. Yep. With you, with you. Yep. 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 Pouring, yep. pouring in the bottles. Yep. Yes. One, one of the doors did have a pod and the vines. The other door had Rav carcasses. Yeah, I think we're gonna try to. <laughs> I think we're gonna try to bust through the pod and stuff like. Well, the the plan in Galen's head is to throw the Molotovs at the pod side of it, so because that's the door that's still intact for the most part, and see if we can get that one up because the Rob parts and stuff like that are gonna be great scrap for them for later, but we want to try to get this thing inside just in case people come, or just in case anybody's coming by. Also, like this is this provides us a place to get inside and hide in case somebody comes by and like at night or something like that, too. So and if we have to, we'll blow the door off the other side. But my hope is we can just kind of burn our way through uh, and not blow up the fuel. But if we have to, we have to. That big garage door that you're looking at where the pod is, is completely closed. Yep. All the way to the ground. Uh, the uh, the pod with the vines is outside of it, so you mm -hmm. can see it when Umbra's looking at it. We're going to try to Zelda Ocarina of Time this, okay? So we burn <gasps> away the plant to get, get to the hidden reference. door. Who's got the best throwing dexterity here? <laughs> Yes. I'm pretty good. I can throw I can throw with two? my right I can throw with my right arm. That's about the best I can do. I have the throne perk. Okay. Let me just hit my microphone with the book. Hold on. Super handy. So uh you're looking at the video feed from Umbra. You can have Umbra go back there and look around a little bit. Again, 50 to 75 feet out from the building seems to be that line where the explosives stop. So if you're going to kind of edge up to that line and chuck it, that's how far you got to get. Okay, if you've got, I say we both try to throw. Cause I also have thrown if you need it. Okay, well now we've let's got. Let's all do it. Let's. Okay, yeah, I think let's we should. It. I think we should. Um, uh, so we've got at least three of them at the moment. I don't know how many mocks filled, um, but I think we should all try to throw one at the side of this building and try to burn these uh, the plants and things like that off of it. At least get it to a point where we can maybe hack our way through and get inside from that. Whether we 
we'll deal with the landmines in a second. Um, that may be where the explosive bow comes into play. Um, but let's try to get, let's try to deal with the, the weird, uh, how to train your, uh, murderous plant, uh, scenario first. Just a, just a question before we start assaulting this building. Has anybody seen signs of life inside? Like, Umber didn't pick up anything. I don't, don't know if anything would be living in there, but we just talked about how the prisoners might be in there. Uh, if they're in there, they've been in there for a little while by the luck of things. How do they have an alternate way in and out? It's highly possible. I mean, being a complex of this size, maybe they had enough potable water, maybe a filtration system, maybe food stocked up for a hundred years. Or maybe there's another way in and out we don't know of. Well, I was just, you know, like, they're going to think we're attacking their home if there are anybody in there. We Can we, like... We're attacking the plants that are gonna eat us. Can we like yell like this is peaceful? It's against the plants or something like that after we throw this the Molotov. I don't know. Molotov. Yeah, this no, is a peaceful no, Molotov. You know what? I think peaceful you should Molotov. do that. Peaceful. I think Can you she... should shout that with every thrown Molotov. That would one hundred percent allay any suspicion they have. Can of you us. get some could... some some masking tape and a marker and write peaceful and put it on the bottle before you? Why are you upset? It said peaceful. <laughs> Didn't you read it? I can wave a white flag and wear white clothes while I do it. I my help. We come in peace. <laughs> We're taking care of your weed problem. We're just weed killers. We'll send you a bill after we're done with the lawn. They're <laughs> gardeners and they're super pissed now. And that's holiday pay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. the whole time y'all have been here, and it's been 45 minutes to an hour while you've been looking around trying to figure things out. Uh, no movement other than the plants no life there are no windows on this building there's the doors that i have identified that you've looked at uh no one they have not moved on their own there's no people coming in and out nothing you've seen no signs of life other than the plants killing those birds and then reacting when mox shot it Uh, I think we well, make I this guess. like a disco inferno, then. Here we go. All right. Bee's so gonna... he's going to throw. B's going to <clears throat> reluctantly, but deliberately heft <laughs> one of the Molotovs in their hand. <laughs> so, so we are standing... <laughs> 50 to 75 feet away from the building and trying to chuck a Molotov that far towards the plant. Listen, I got a cybernetic arm. It's fine. What? What's what's your strength with that cybernetic arm? Uh, it's a plus 1d8. Okay. Yeah, give me some attack rolls. Um, Better. Hitting a stationary object, not a problem. This is just to see if you can make it that far. I got a 13. Uh, 
it gets almost all the way there. I did have to use it. Well, I mean, splash damage, hopefully. <laughs> so, so, so the gasoline does uh, ignite and burn as it spreads al around along the desert from the shattered bottle. It does get to one of the vines and it sets it on fire, but uh, it's not like it's a roaring blaze getting to the pot itself yet. Yeah, it's, I just pissed it off. <laughs> uh, as before, when Mox shot one of the pods, the pod does react to this danger. Uh, it doesn't move away. It is stationary. Right. But it is responding to the, the pain stimuli, the okay. danger. <laughs> yeah. Can, can somebody, can somebody else... Uh... Well, have y'all talked to it yet at this point? Like, it didn't talk back, did it? Hey! <laughs> There's no response from yelling at the plants. <laughs> I ain't hear nothing. Okay, good. So it's not completely sentient. Um, just checking. Uh, and then I look over at Drawl and it be standing next to me and all like that. Well, can y'all do... Can y'all do better? Please tell me y'all can do better. I used to play catch with the the desert rats and the and the critters out there. I throw things and they bring them back. I have an arm. I could try. Do it. Show me. Oh, shoulder, don't fail me now. Seventeen. And what is B's strength score? Um, Sorry, my strength is zero. However, my um, thrown combat proficiency relies on agility, which is a plus oh, cool. two. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, this one gets much closer. Uh, the again, you don't hit the pod with it just because of the distance, but you did throw it more or less accurately with the arc kind of getting it there. Uh, it hits the desert floor in front of the pod, but that puts it much closer. So now that when the fuel splashes on it and burns, it is actually burning that thick stem of the pod itself. The... Uh, the pod is kind of lashing around a little bit. The vines are lashing around a little bit. It is on fire currently, but it's not like it instantly lights up and falls over. It is burning. Is it screaming? No. Okay, good, because I think B would lose it at that. Well... <laughs> um, it is it is at this point that um, Droll realizes that while enthusiastic about chucking the fire, um, she realized that she has sad little noodle arms <laughs> and has a negative three to strength, just kind of looks at it, looks at B, looks at Galen, 
Yeah, looks directly at Galen, pushes it over to B. Yeah, I think you should probably throw this one too. <laughs> Whatever you're gonna do, hurry up and do it. I already lit it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, throw it! Flinging it from sight. It's totally fine. We've got tons of time. <laughs> Playing hot potato with a lip Molotov. If it's alright with you, all dog will panic and grab it. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, check it. <sighs> Jesus oh, Christ. God. God. Oh, my lordy. <laughs> it's a three. <laughs> so, you, dog does that thing where he just chucks it straight up in the air. <laughs> But there's enough of a curve on it where it doesn't come just straight back down. It, woo, but it's 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 real close. Gusto. <sighs> so does Mox, it start? As it is arcing down like tackles dog away from it. <laughs> Thanks, hon. Wait, 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 wait. Does it? Do, is it? Is it? <laughs> is it between us and the door though? So did it just set like the dirt on fire? Yes. Um, y'all, uh, we it, might want to just, let's just take a few steps back. Let's take a uh, few steps in, back. In fact, at, since it is between you and the building in, in that explosion range. You know what? On second thought, actually, let's run. It, it it sets off one of the mines and That's, there is okay, a big... Well, <laughs> Hell uh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I'm going to roll to dodge. It is not near enough to hurt you for, with the explosion. Oh, thank God! But you def you definitely feel the uh, like that pressure wave of the explosion, and there's a wash of dust and debris blowing over all of you. So it's uncomfortable for a second. Dog squinting into the dust. Okay, I got an idea. How much? Uh, we got any metal you can put around me? <laughs> I'll take Susie here and starts drawing out the giant machete. If you want to armor me up, if this is all we got now. What? What I'll, fucking I'll ground's mowing. on fire now? I ain't over there. Well, do we now have a path towards getting closer to the vine? Like, can we safely traverse our way over there? Oh yeah, I mean, Mock should have that entire map up on his glow. There, there should be, you know, a really comprehensive like, green is ground. That is good. Red is mine. Don't step on that. That's bad. Is this like the Tarkov maps though, where I, I just end up getting killed anyways? I don't know what Tarkov is, okay. but I do remember hearing about video games where if you stand in the red, you're dead. So yeah. don't do that. Okay. Um. Oh. Are we entering a team building situation? <laughs> Everyone hold hands. Yeah, I think. Create a human chain. <laughs> yeah, I kind of think we are. To the door. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, hold on. Hey, hey, Mox. Can, can you send me the file that Umbra's been compiling with your glow? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And then B's going to take it. Not only share it with the rest of the crew on their glows, but pop it up on a holographic screen so that we can watch where we're walking. 
So why don't we have Umbra make a investigation check with the sensor package you would have built into him? Do you want that just a dry D20, considering I don't have a character sheet for Umbra yet? Uh, why don't we do your investigation plus the D8 modifier for Umbra as a drone, just like Argos is? Okay. Okay. Hold on, I just rolled the wrong freaking dice. Math. Okay, Umbra got a four. <laughs> All right. So uh, you've got very good photographic details of the lay of the land leading up to the building. Umbra was able to, with their camera, kind of zoom in, zoom out, really get a very detailed overview. You've can see a lot of bumps and divots and depressions that feel like somewhere you would install a mine or have a mine there. But you're not super sure. Can <clears throat> You know that bow idea I had before we decided we wanted to walk into the minefield? How about we try that and then maybe like throw some stuff again on the ground to try to make a path. Why don't we, why don't you shoot the plant and we'll figure out how to trigger all the mines between us and the door. Well, I'm glad you explained that. Cause I was going to ask if you wanted me to shoot the mines and in which case, no, cause that takes a lot of arrows, but I, I could I could do it the other way. And we might also be able to uh put some accelerant on the explodey arrows and make it more explodey. Like more like uh Mox, you still got that C4? You know it. We we could we could do like a little package of C four with, with the I mean, accelerant inside. That's honestly fair. I mean if we just I only have three of them. But I mean, if we use one and we just blow up a certain section, we might be able to get a chain reaction I just and clear a path. But but we, we can't add a, a pound and a quarter to an arrow. No, no, no. I'm thinking, like, right? Like, so like that much, right? The explodey arrow is the detonator, right? Okay. Because that's pressure sensitive and it explodes when it hits things. So then what we could do is take just a little pinch of C4, right? Mold it into a little, like, container. Put some fuel inside. Like a little bubble of badass. Attach it to the arrow while making it small enough so the arrow keeps flying. Mox has already pulled out and removed a little section of the C4. I'm not sure if any of this holds much water scientifically, but you know what? Um, let's do it. Here is your bubble of badass. Fantastic. I've always wanted to try this. B puts it on one of the explosive arrows. <laughs> Mox, as she is putting it on the explosive arrow, Mox <laughs> just starts slowly <laughs> walking backwards and just grabs dog's collar and is just 
Mox, you know this isn't going to explode unless something detonates. Yeah, so no, as long as I, know I don't nothing touch at all could go wrong. Yep. This <laughs> pin right here yep. on the arrowhead, nothing <laughs> should go wrong. Just don't touch this part right here. Yep. Nothing at all could go wrong. <laughs> it's probably fine. You got this. It's all right, everybody. Go back in the windy bagel. <laughs> Bunch of sissies don't want to see a cool explosion. Oh, I want to see it. This is about to be lit up like the 4th of July. Hell yeah. Okay, so just to clarify, is B aiming at a pod by the door? Or is B just trying to take vines out? Uh... Galen. I would aim for the pod because if you get the pod and it does big explosion, it'll get the door and, and everything with it. That'll be so juicy. I'm so excited for this, guys. Does anybody have any safety glasses? <laughs> Fresh oh, out. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I, I have my goggles right here. Puts down the goggles. Knocks the arrow very carefully. All right, so we are standing at the back of the building outside of the range of the explosives. We have got an explosive arrow that's got a little bit of C4 wrapped around it like Silly Putty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and we are aiming at the pod that is near this back garage bay door. Yep, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, God of the sky. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Give me an attack roll. And just to be clear, I also have uh, combat proficiency in bows, which does mm -hmm. use agility. Mm -hmm. But bows actually use strength as well. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a, a whammy. All right. Oh, that's don't fail me now. Okay. Got a 15. Uh, with my agility, that is a 17. 17. So the arrow flies out. You see it near the, uh, the pod. I mean, this is a laser quick shot but you, you shoot your arrows before you know what they do and as you are waiting to see if it hits you kind of wince back for the explosion <laughs> and we will see what happens next time <laughs> so that is the end of episode 13 thank you everybody in the chat for being here keeping it going thank you future audiences on the YouTubes and podcasts come back next Tuesday. That should be the 16th of January for the season three epilogue of Chaos Incorporated. You know, all of our shoes have dropped, so I really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be wild. Uh, it is time for so long. So let's check in with everybody, see who they are, where they can be found on the internets, what they are doing, starting with Mallow. Uh, you can find me everywhere at the Mallow Man. 
Uh, and if you have not seen the very emotional uh, series finale to Chaos Incorporated, uh, go check it out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash identico. Uh, trust when I say you don't necessarily need to know all three seasons worth of information uh, to get the 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 guts of what happened in that episode, but uh, trust me, you want to go and check it out. Uh, it is a fine piece of uh, actual play, role-playing for you all, and I'm very proud of what the team has done. Uh, and I want to see everybody go uh, go take a look at it. Uh, also, like and subscribe over there if you haven't already. And Wild. Oh, hey, I derp around on the internet at Wildling011 just about everywhere. So if you want to see me repost a bunch of memes and, you know, like a bunch of petty things, <laughs> go for it. Follow me. But also... Make sure to take a second, and on whatever platform you're on, like and or subscribe to the Identico podcast that you're listening to. That'll help us see the numbers. We get a lot of Twitch viewers who are awesome, and I love seeing everybody's faces in chat. But also, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify, let us know what you think. Like us, rate us, whatever. Just let us know. Um, and also, go support art museums they're really cool and awesome and creation is for creation's sake so go squiggle some doodles even if they're stupid looking you just created something and that's art baby the opposite of war isn't peace it's creation Bingo. hello Hi. you can find me Actually, uh, okay, okay, okay. I, <laughs> oh, I'll be okay, okay. I, I'm gonna swerve you and do an actual one. Uh, follow the Identico YouTube channel, uh, and you can also follow the Humanoid HQ channel, which uh, I helped to start long ago. And Hell Mallow yeah. and Alex are there, and they're doing some great content there. So go check it out. Yeah, great show every week. Lots of clips being posted all the time. So even if you can't. Stay up oh, late yeah. for that late show. Can just keep That's watching it. Uh, Lauren. I'm in your closet while you sleep. Um, but other than that, you can find me at Thousand Faces Cosplay uh, just about everywhere or 95% Lauren if you like the modeling side of things. Um, interesting things happening in my life. I'm currently crafting sticks out of air dry clay and um, tin foil for my fern cosplay that I'm in over my head on. Um, but what I want to say is thank you all for being here and thanks for riding this journey with us. Role-playing tabletop anything is just a great way to bring people together and to create a story that didn't exist before we were all in kind of the same realm together. And it's obviously very much a labor of love with this team. So please, please support Humanoid. Please support Identico. Please support all of these wonderful creators. They deserve to be seen. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, maybe maybe change the filter in your air purifiers. I think that would be a good idea for most people, especially right now. So get on it. And Ethan. You can find me on a dark desert highway with cool wind in my hair. <laughs> um, but I am the other half of Thousand Faces Cosplay. You can find me online in certain spaces as the Buff DM or Thousand Ooh. Faces Cosplay. Feel free to come on over to Misty Mountain Streaming on Saturdays if you want to see me DM the Wild Beyond the Witchlight 
module just ever so slightly darker with Lauren there as Bodhi the stoner turtle. So man, and even mostly you talks to yourself, so it's really fun to watch. It, I mean, that does happen a lot. But uh, yes, thank you for being you and thank you for being here. Love you all. And I am on your socials at the Caleb G. You can listen to me right here for Chaos Incorporated. I am here and there with Farm to Fable and taking up a lot of space of the archives of the RPG Academy. That is it for today's game. See you next week. Same cyber time, same cyber station. Please take care of yourself. We love you. Good night. Take your meds, drink some water, eat a snack, clean something. Put one thing away. Just one thing away. One little tiny thing. You'll feel so much better. The little things matter. Uh, Go outside if it's not too cold or too hot. And please remember that existence is absolutely absurd, so we might as well try to enjoy it while we're, we're here. Yeah. Take care of yourself. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Neon Trails is Ethan as Mox, Lauren as Drawl, Pete as Dog, Wild as B, me, Mallow as Galen and the Caleb G is our game runner. You can learn more about the game we play on this podcast by going to www.playidentico.com. You can join us live for these sessions every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash identico. And you can watch along with past episodes and see additional content like how to play videos over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash identico. Finally, you can follow along with us on the socials at Identico on Twitter and at Humanoid Games on threads and Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week.